Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick were awesome. Welcome to the 49 Faithful UK show. It's week 12, and the four and seven New Orleans Saints make the visit up to Levi's. The Saints are possibly better than their record would suggest, and they put away the LA Rams last week with a good performance from Andy Dalton. The Niners are, however, 9.5 point favourites. Is this going to be a good test for where the team is now after the battering of the Cardinals? I'm Gareth Ellis, and I'm joined by Najee Kawar. Hello, everyone. And Paul Hope. Hi, everyone. Uh, so, a um, little bit of injury uh, news. Uh, Naji, I think you've got the list. Run us through it. Yeah, I do. Uh, Debo is uh, questionable. He's limited practice all week with a hamstring injury. Uh, hopefully, it's not too serious, but doesn't look like it since it's questionable. And uh, Harry Comstead is actually doubtful, which is a better upgrade than completely out. He actually practiced on Friday, limitedly. But that's a good sign uh, on our side anyway. And that's about it, which is uh, kind of interesting. We're not used to this. Um, well, the Saints, however, have got a platter of uh, people on injury reserve. And I'm not going to go through everything because they really have quite a, quite a bit of uh, injury. Um, but the two notable ones are Martian Latimer and Cameron Jordan were both questionable. I would imagine they probably both play, but I'm not quite sure what their injury is. So I'm not going to dive into too much uh mark ingram's injured as well um so yeah um but they, they have big name uh, on their injury list so it's uh we'll keep an eye on that just before kickoff see see who's won what and all that yeah uh it's good that we're getting healthy just as mm. uh, a load of other teams around the league are, are starting to see those injuries pile up so let's have a look at our offense first the saints have been struggling to defend the run do you think Shanahan is going to go run heavy to exploit this? Or do you think he might stay with the more even run pass offense we used against the Cardinals? Uh, Nagy, you got something to say? Yeah, I do. Um, I firmly believe um, we found our groove against the Cardinals and I think would be a miss to try and get away from it. Especially um, if, if Marshall Latchmore doesn't play, if Cameron Jordan doesn't play. Um, they've got all the good cornerbacks on injured reserve. I think it would be a shame to not attack that secondary. I don't think they're particularly that good. I'm sure Paul's got all the stats uh, to back me up, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, you know, don't break, don't you know, don't fix it if it's not broken. Um, it worked really well against the Cardinals. Let's just attack them through the air again. Jimmy's on form, you know, with the weapons we have. I think um, we, we we can flip the strip at halftime if it doesn't work. But I would imagine we start exactly like we played against the the Cardinals because let's not. Um, Let's not forget, I think somebody mentioned on Twitter a few days ago, the, the Falcons games after after beating uh, the Saints emphatically in 2019, and we looked really, really flat, uh, despite having our best game ever. So I, let's try and avoid that and start off the gate strong, go up 14 nothing, 21 nothing maybe, and uh, and put the game, the game away as fast as possible. That's, I hope so anyway. Go on, Paul, back me up with your uh, defensive stats for the Saints. I know you have them. Yeah, well, Gareth said something before we went live, and, and I agree with you, Gareth. I think the Saints are better than their record suggests, and you've said there, Najee, they've, they've got a lot of injuries. They are actually a top 12 defence in yards allowed, so they're allowing 327.7 yards per game. They are ranked 25th in points allowed, but to be fair, Najee, I've been back and watched some of their game tape, and like Gareth said, the NFL has fine margins. The ball could bounce either way. And I know they're sat at 4-7. But we always tend to have these games against the Saints, don't we, chaps, where, you know, 
you mentioned the NFC Championship game. I mean, with Mr Gowland in attendance on Sunday, do you think his heart could cope with another 48-46 to 46 roller coaster? Robbie Gould, last second win. But I think what Carl Shanahan may do in this game, Nadji, to kind of back you up but go down another rabbit hole, the Saints are giving up 132 yards rushing per game. And I think he's proven against the Chargers, against the Cardinals, that he exploits your weakness. And I think we will see a mixture, like you said, but it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if we're sat here on Monday night, gents, and we're talking about a rush-heavy, your five-touchdown Russian prediction from the other night comes true in this game. And I'm not sure what you think, Gareth. Do you think maybe we're going to see more of the Cardinals game? Or do you think we're going to see more of uh, CMC and Mitchell in this one? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, actually. Uh, I think there's, there's some good merits for sticking with the approach that worked against the Cardinals. But I also think if you look, the team you're playing against has, a, has an obvious weakness, which is one of your strengths, why not uh, sound that out early in the game? Put the ball in the hand of uh, Mitchell in particular uh, and McCaffrey and maybe maybe that short passing game, which is kind of an extension of the run game anyway, uh, and 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 see what the Saints do. Uh, and then maybe that's where we can have those opportunities to hit them with not exactly a deep ball, but, you know, the, the Jimmy sort of 15 to 20 yarders down the middle, which he he does excel at. And, and obviously we have players like Ayuk and Kittle who are uh, good at exploiting those sort of spaces in the middle, um, taking a quick pass and rumbling along through the uh, Saints secondary. So I'm 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 not sure. I think there's a there's a decision there for Shanahan, but I wouldn't be surprised to see us put it in the put the ball in the hands of our uh, runners, perhaps early in that first drive, mix it up with a, th- a few passes, start pulling the Saints defense left and right, um, and see where that takes us in the early stages of the game and hopefully then adapt to what's working. Um, hopefully, as you've said, build a bit of a lead and then maybe put the ball back in the hands of the running backs later on in the game to chew that clock. So if Debo doesn't play, uh, how do you think that's, that's going to affect Shanahan's game plan, if at all? I don't think it will at all. I think it puts it in a different perspective. But, you know, on the review last week, or this week, I guess, at the Cardinals, <laughs> we didn't mention Mitchell once. We did Mitchell Jennings once, um, and the you know Mitchell had a really good game, and Jen, we know what Jennings can do. He, he showed it against the Chargers, so it, it's the pick your poison, isn't it? Debo's not there. Well, never mind. There's still CMC, Kittle, Ayuk, Jennings, Mitchell, Ray McLeod is can have a bit more target and and be effective. I'm sure. So, no, it, it's it's annoying, um, and I'm I'm sure we'll be cautious with him because. The plan is to go a long way, and and that's what I'm calling it. Let's, let's try and put the game away. So if he if he does play, let's try and go big early, and then he can stay on the bench and enjoy the second half from the bench. Um, in terms of game plan, I think we're kind of used to not having him. He's he's missed game every year, so I'm sure Carl will make do. Paul, no, I think we've talked quite well in this show about um, the use of CMC Ayuk. So in the passing game, you tend to see Ayuk and CMC mainly as number one, number two. And to back up Najee's earlier point, I think the reason we're looking quite pass-heavy, Najee, is Jimmy G on third down has been something special this year. And when you look, he we convert we convert 51% on, of the time on third down when Garoppolo attempts a pass. And we had an interesting chat a couple of weeks ago on this show, and we said, who would you go to on third down? And Gareth went Kittle, and we were looking at Ayuk, we were looking at Jennings. Interestingly, chaps, Debo wasn't in that conversation because he isn't used in that way. So I think we're going to take advantage, Gareth, of the benefit of riches that we've got. 
So if Debo doesn't play, or we're careful with him, like Nadji said, you've got Kittle, you've got Jennings, you've got Ayuk, you've got CMC, you've got Mitchell to run the ball. It's not a bad problem to have, but especially with a hamstring. Um, and like you said, Nadji, there has been that knock on Debo with his availability. And I've seen some other shows this week, Gareth, where they've had a bit of a dig at Debo for not being in shape. And maybe the contract mm -hmm. negotiation carry on. I mean, for me, Debo's Debo. He's heavy set. He's built more like a running back than a wide receiver, but... I was surprised when Nadji mentioned this morning he was on the injury report. But if he's not there, he's, he's a miss. But I don't think it tips the game in the Saints' favour. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's the lack of Debo may well influence the run game more than the pass game. Because I think, as you've said, there's some confidence in Ayuk, Kittle, CMC and, and Jennings that they can carry carry the run game. It will be interesting, I think, to see whether the offensive line can keep Jimmy clean again. I think that will come into it. If we if we seem to be struggling to keep him in a clean pocket early, we may go back to leaning on the run game a little bit more. Uh, but if the offensive line can continue its its growth and improvement, then maybe keeping Jimmy clean, there's that little bit more trust and, and reliability that maybe we're going to try and find some uh, holes in the Saints secondary, uh, maybe see some chunk plays, maybe see a deep bomb. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's got a previous against the Saints with a deep bomb. I'm sure we all remember. So We know where your bold prediction's gone then, mate. <laughs> if you're going down that road already. <laughs> That's it. So uh, on the defensive side, what sort of uh, playmakers do the Saints have? Who have we got to keep our eye on? Uh, or who, who has D'Amico Ryan's got to make sure he's got a plan for? Well, they've got a few good ones, although they've not particularly been paying that well apart from one. I think Chris Olave is probably their best weapon right now, um, despite being a rookie. And he's, he's been largely under the radar, I think, very much underrated, mostly because they're not very good at quarterback, so his plays don't shine. But I think if everybody's watched the highlights of last week and how he burnt uh, our favorite Ram player, mm -hmm. it's quite, quite nice to see, but that's the kind of thing he can do. Um, coming out of our estate. And um, it might have been the best wide receiver in this year's draft, um, maybe. Time will tell. Um, so, yeah, I think it's another challenge for Mooney Ward. Whether he's going to travel with him, I'm not sure, because there's also Jarvis Landry on the other side, who is, you know, a veteran, and uh, we know what he can do. He's been in a league for quite some time and has been quite productive. Um, so, yeah, another really good test for our secondary, uh, which I'm sure they can rise up to. Um but yeah, I, I would say Chris Olave, but then they also have um, Alvin Kamara, although he's been kind of a shell of himself after battling injuries. Uh, we know he can uh, he can have a game where he scores six touchdowns. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to uh, to clamp down on that. Um, but I think it starts up front. And, uh, you know, as as per usual, I would say, <laughs> if we just did every podcast like this, it would, would probably be right anyway. Um, but yeah, if we can put Dalton or whoever's in the center under pressure, not settling and, and stifling the run, I, well, will look good as as we have been against every team we've played this far. But I think maybe on the outside, uh, it, it's it's almost a Chargers team, but with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams that we're facing, um, and but the, the quarterback isn't quite as good, so. It kind of levels they are, but I would say in in terms of firepower, that that'd be probably about the same as that Chargers uh, offense we played a few weeks ago. So, yeah, uh, Olave for me is is the big biggest weapon. Keep an eye on. Yeah, Nadji's um, done it well there, Gareth. Um, he's the standout rookie receiver out of this class. He leads all rookies this year, Nadji, with his stats, and he's eleventh overall 
with 760 receiving yards. And like you said, I did enjoy watching him burn Ramsey last week. That was, that <laughs> was, was special. Nice. I picked him up in the majority of my fantasy teams. Um, it's interesting. I think the Red Rifle will be at quarterback. I think Dalton will play. And when I've looked at the stats, Gareth, he's had seven picks and he's been sacked 13 times in eight games. So as Nadji has said there, we're very good on this short backing each other up. I think Ryan's is going to dial up that pressure. An interesting player for me, Nadji, is the tight end Johnson. I think he gives Dalton an outlet a bit like Everett did to Herbert. And he's been playing quite well in recent weeks. So I am a little bit nervous about that. And we made a bold prediction last week, gents, that Mooney Ward wouldn't travel. And I don't know whether we do see that this week. I think the secondary and the cornerbacks played well as a unit, especially in the second half. So I would be interested to see us go that way. But Gareth Olav can't do anything if he doesn't get the ball. Are you interested in Tyson Hill? Do you think we're going to see a lot of gadget play from Hill? Not a quarterback, but I mean, is you know, like the bring him in and the run him around, yeah, or the start him at tight end. That's the wrinkle, isn't it? It's very hard to predict whether they're going to use him or not, and how they're going to use him. And and I think that's why he's so kind of good because you you can't really prepare for it. It's very difficult to know. Um, so you never know if it goes really wrong for them. They might just go to him and then God knows what he can do. He's he's a very good player. He can do so much. He's everywhere all the time. So it, it's not a bad little joker to have in your pocket when you're struggling as a team. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully we, we can stop that too. The reason I asked the question, Gareth, before you give your thoughts, is like we said last week when we lined Debo up in the backfield, teams are aware of it. So whenever I see Tyson Hill come out, Gareth, I think he isn't throwing that ball. He's either going to run it or they're going to try and make him jump <laughs> off sides. But interestingly, Nadji, and this might come back to bite me because it's in the internet. I'm not that worried about Kamara because we've played quite well against the running game this year. Yeah. Even without Givens, even without um, Armstead, I think Ryan's has done quite well at taking away. Like James Conner didn't do a great deal against no. us. Um, and Kamara is, like you said, he's kind of boom or bust, isn't he? We all remember that game where he had the six touchdowns. If you had him in yeah. fantasy that day, you, you were awesome. But I think it's going to be a closer game than people suggest. For sure. Yeah, Taysom Hill was the the name I had on my list, and, and the matchup was really Taysom Hill versus versus everyone because I think, as you said, he's so difficult to account for. How are we going to to manage that? Is it going to be basically based on where he lines up, and people would just say, okay, he's lining up at tight end, so we we treat him like a tight end, or is someone on the defense, maybe like Fred Warner, going to have a little bit more license to say you're you're going to stick on this guy? And uh, wherever he goes, he's going to be your man to pick up. I, I can imagine D'Amico is just going to keep to his formation. So we could see Taysom Hill matched up against a, a variety of different defenders who are all going to have to uh, to stand up and account for what he can he can do. Because I think, yeah, you're right, he is that winkle. And he does seem to be that go-to guy if the Saints are, are struggling in any part of the game, it's like, okay, well, get let's get Taysom Hill in and we don't know if he's going to run for 70 yards, receive for 70 yards or throw for 70 yards. Uh, and I think that's that's going to be a good test as well. Um, and personally, I know he's uh, maybe won't enjoy it so much Sunday, but he is a player I enjoy uh, watching. I like that that versatility uh, uh, and his toughness. So, so he's a kind of guy um, I do enjoy uh, watching his game. But let's hope that the boys can keep him on a, on a quiet game on Sunday night. Any other matchups? I'm I'm particularly interested to see if our if our D line can continue to uh, harass the quarterback. As you said, I think Dalton. Did you say thirteen sacks in eight yeah, games? Yeah, been sacked thirteen times in eight games. And he's had seven picks. So Jimmy Ward will be rubbing his hands together, Nadji. <laughs> 
Well, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, any pick is good. Um, if there's a ball that falls around him, I'm sure he can catch it again. <laughs> he has had 14 touchdown passes, though, Gareth. So, like Nadji said, you know, he has been playing better than, hmm. than Jameis, hence why they've, they've got him in there. Um, one that I am keeping an eye on, but like Nadji said, Cam Jordan is a player that I do enjoy to watch, but he's been limited yeah. this week. But I think Cam Jordan would go up against McGlinchey. Yeah. And I think there's been a lot of talk in recent weeks, Gareth, about McGlinchey. I thought he played well against the Cardinals. He did. Um, so I'd be interested in... I was trying to look at a slightly different matchup than, you know, it's going to Lave versus Mooney, but that's one that I'm keeping an eye on for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have a look at Paul Sonodibo because I know Lee really wanted us to draft him uh, back in, I can't remember, 2020 maybe. It'll, it'll probably go against IU quite a lot. So uh, let's see if... We actually made the right decision. He's been playing really well um, out of Stanford, cornerback. So, um, yeah, um, I'll keep an eye on that. I think I think Ayuk will have the better of him, though. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a matchup I'm, I'm interested in seeing is Ayuk and Kittle uh, against the secondary. If we can scheme, make sure there's a little bit of a uh, misdirection, get the run game going, and then try and pick some holes in that secondary and give it to the Yak Bros. That's that's something I'm I'm hopeful to see, and I'm I'm hoping for a little bit of those explosive plays like we saw against the Cardinals. I think it is important after that good victory you back it up with another good performance, and you don't sort of drop off. And it doesn't make Mexico City game look like an an outlier. It looks more like a, a, the true 49ers for the rest of the season. There's something that I'm um, interested in, Gareth. I, I forgot McCaffrey has faced the Panthers more than he's faced any other team in the NFC, basically Thanks. where he come from. With, with the Saints, sorry, playing for the Panthers. Um, he's got 809 yards in his eight games against the former divisional rival. And um, I'm hoping that we see a lot more of McCaffrey than, than Mitchell this week. Just for a little bit of difference, like you said, just to keep putting out to the league, oh, you think you're going to be seeing Mitchell this week, it's going to be CMC. But I think he's going to be fired up against the former divisional rival in the Saints given that he used to be a Panthers player. Yep. Well, and of course, the, the Saints are former divisional rivals of the uh, of the 49ers 20-odd years ago, admittedly. <laughs> but, very uh, true. Uh, it was always, always a game I, I look forward to back in the day. Good. All right, we're straight into bowl predictions then. Who's going to kick us off? I'll go on, I'll go. Um, I think you're right. I had the CMC kind of revival, Saints, rivalry, rivalry, revival, well, rivalry? Rivalry. Can't speak. It's too early in the morning. It is. It and is. I haven't slept. <laughs> Uh, rivalry. Um, yeah, I got CMC going 200 scrimmage yards. Mm, 200? 200. That's bold. That is bold. That's what we do, right? City bold. And if it <laughs> happens, we look good. And if we don't, we just brush it away. <laughs> well, I'm going to go for a bold prediction that we shut the Saints out in the second half. So for the fourth yeah. game in a row, and that'll be reflected in my score prediction. I'm going to stay away from Jimmy because I don't want to jinx myself, and I know Alex Simpson will be waiting to get there. But I think, echoing what Nadji said, I think we see a rushing touchdown from CMC, I think we see a receiving touchdown from Ayuk, and I think we see a touchdown from Ray Ray McLeod, and I'm going mm. for a kick return. I'm going to steal oh. Nadji's thunder, and I think we're going to see that. With El Presidente being up in Levi's, it'd be a miss as well, not to say a big moment from Womack, whether that be on special teams, Gareth, or whether that be him actually getting some time but I do think Lee would enjoy us putting our neck on the line and saying Warmax yeah. going to have a big moment mm. he would I'm not sure it's it's not actually that bold uh, I've got a, a, another Kittle touchdown another Ayuk touchdown uh, a CMC touchdown and the Mitchell 
touchdown. I think it's been one of those games where we we get a quite a few scorers over the line. Um, I've also got our defense winning three turnovers and five wow, sacks. So maybe that's going to be three more picks for Sammy Womack to, to start uh, <laughs> eating into lead gold prediction. <laughs> On his way to 15, yeah. No, it's... It's, uh, I have found it's difficult to uh, come up with some of the bold predictions now. It's uh, We've become difficult to decide who's going to have that big game. It used yeah. to be we, we could pick one or two players and you knew we yeah. were going to be riding them for most of the game. But now it's just it's 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 so That's difficult. Yeah. It's even more difficult because we had that 100% red zone conversion rate last week, Gareth. And I think a few people take it with tongue in cheek, but because we got so many right last week, people are going to be there with a pen and paper thinking, <laughs> right, Paul, <laughs> right, Najee, right, Gareth, they're going to be coming for us this week, Gareth. So it did make <laughs> it a sure. little bit more nervous mm. doing this one. I'm, I'm still waiting for my defensive touchdown that I occasionally predict as well. So I, I'm. No, it's not going to go for this one. I think I might save that for, for next week. So, score predictions. How do you think it is all going to pan out? I'll go first, Nadji. I go think on. it's going to be a 28-14 to 14 victory for the 49ers. Like I said, I think the first half's going to be a bit of a battle. I think the Saints get a couple of scores, but then Ryan's adjusts in the second half. And Lee, Nick Ludlam and the rest of the faithful out in Levi's have a very quiet second half and they make the most of their experience but that's my prediction 28 to 14 to the 49ers nice nice um i'm getting some kind of a shootout but not really uh i think it's going to be a lot of points um i just you know we we went to mexico probably a little bit on the tired side but ultimately we're so much better than they are i'm gonna go 48 35 Ooh, 2019 vibes there buddy. Yeah, that's, that's bordering on bold yeah, and I think it will be. It won't be a shootout. Shootout. I think it'll be, you know, over, and then they'll score a bit of points, and then we might score like a garbage touchdown, something, something like that, something, something easy for Lee and all the faithful over there. I think not as bold, but I, I do have the Niners down for a win. Um, my bold predictions involve four touchdowns, so I'm going to stick with that uh, and a and a Robbie Field goal. So Niners thirty-one, Saints. I'm going to say 17, but I'm kind of plumping for probably the number in the middle of what I think they're going to get. I think they're probably going to get perhaps 13 or or maybe 20. Um, As you said, it might be a garbage time uh, touchdown when we've uh, we've switched off and and put some of the uh, second string defensive players on the field to give them a run. But yeah, another uh, hopefully another good win. Uh, Paul, uh, you have a short public service announcement around the giveaway. Do yes. So um, those people who tuned in to the last pod will be aware that we're doing a Jimmy Garoppolo Pop Funko giveaway. So on the the next episode where we look back at the Saints game, we will be joined by a very special guest. Mm. Alex Simpson will be joining us as he's responsible for the giveaway. It's going to be interesting to get his thoughts. And also, Gareth, I don't know if you saw Gridiron approached us and have offered us a 20% discount code for this weekend. So that's in the group. We are the only group to get 20%. Every other group in the UK is getting 10%. So if anyone is interested, I'll, I've put the details out there. So nice. it, it would be nice to obviously, if you want to subscribe to the magazine. They have obviously been sharing our tweets and they've been promoting the podcast. So it was something that they reached out to me. I didn't have to work too hard for it. So there you go. <laughs> nice. um, I just want to say, sorry, Gareth. Um, we only have eight entry on the competition so far. So maybe maybe we weren't clear enough how to enter, but you need to go to the previous episode where we posted on Facebook and on Twitter and put a comment. Yeah, liking it is not going to cut it. You need to put a comment in that 
feed. I guess we could do this podcast too. Why not? It doesn't matter. And it's on Twitter and Facebook as well. Yeah, right? Twitter so and Facebook. Have... Just put a comment in where this episode has been posted. You know, we put new podcasts, whatever, underneath. Tell us your score prediction today or tell us where you followed the Cardinals game on the, on the previous one and you'll be automatically entered. And then Alec will be here on probably Monday night where we uh, record the review to... Um, to do the draw, we'll do a live. We'll use the wheel of positivity because I don't think we mm-hmm. quite need it anymore. <laughs> so far, anyway. <laughs> well, maybe yeah, if, if we blow the Saints out, we'll have to have the uh, the wheel of negativity and try and bring everyone a little bit back down to <laughs> back down and, to earth, yeah. and point out all the uh, 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 bad things that happened in the game. So, yeah. and I believe there's quite a lot of the UK faithful out in the Bay Area at the moment. Is, yeah. So look out for that. I think on social media, and uh, uh, you know, think how terrible it must be for them all in the. Uh, in the nice weather and being forced to drink beer and, and eat hot dogs so you know give, give the photos a like and give them some encouragement through their tough times ahead well you're older in if you want some gear just <laughs> <laughs> tell them to bring stuff back great stuff so a, a a fairly short saturday morning recording anything else on the game before we wrap it up guys um it is on sky sports oh, on yeah. sunday night so if you're like me and you cancelled your sky sports subscription and you're only on game pass you will have to look at alternative options. So Nadji's hit me up with a couple of VPN options, which is probably it's Black not Friday. There's loads of loads of VPN offers right now. Just just get it, and then you won't have to worry about it for another year. Although well, actually, usually two or three years of VPN. So just get it. I know it's expensive, but yeah, it's nice. It's not the red eye game because um, yeah. we've had a couple of them, and the Facebook group Gareth and the Discord um, chat will be going on as normal. So obviously, Fred, yeah. please jump in with them. But yeah, it's a nine twenty-five kickoff. So another thing to say, Gareth, and if mm-hmm. Sky Sports are listening, I don't mind. Another reason to stay away from the Sky coverage is they don't normally start till quarter to ten. So you normally miss the first 15 minutes of the game anyway. So I did tweet out Gareth, um, and as did a few other of the members, because it happened to the Cowboys last week. Good friend who's a Cowboy fan, and he was texting me fuming. And I was like, yeah, that's happened to us twice this <laughs> season. So given they're trying to grow the sport in the UK, it does seem a little bit strange given the red, the red button you can press and the fact that red zone's on three of the channels yeah just put it on another channel put it on sky sky sports 5 or whatever whatever it is it's just yeah so on that note i just wanted to remind everybody that because i had actually forgotten until this morning when i was looking at my notes i was like oh sky the sky game so i can understand why they've selected this game the niners versus the saints is normally pretty uh, good football to watch and like Nadji said, please enter the giveaway. We would love to see yeah. a lot more comments. Even if you just drop a feels great, baby. You yeah, know, yeah, whatever it is. Spanish, French, Mexican. Because <laughs> as we proved on this show, you've like Gareth, you know, we don't just speak in English. Absolutely. Great stuff. So thanks, gents, for joining me. And thanks Thank to you. everyone who listens to the show. Don't forget, you can like, subscribe, comment, share wherever you get your podcasts. So we will be back, I think, trying to record Monday, where we will see how well our predictions have done. Uh, possibly better than our pre-season show predictions. So if you missed those, uh, they are horrifically out of date, um, but it is well worth another listen back if you've uh, got a little bit of time on your hands this week and you can hear everything we were saying a mere two or two months or, or so ago uh, about how the season was going to go and, and you can see some some hits and, and some misses. So uh, it's uh, I listened to that back recently and it was uh, it was quite entertaining two months after the fact. Great stuff. Thanks for joining me, guys. Until then, go Niners. Go Niners.
Goranas, bang bang, nine again. No more Spanish? Not today. I'll leave, I'll leave that to you guys. Come on, I can't be the only one that can speak more than one language. Joe Montana in the corner, deep card. Garrison Hurts, stiff far going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever.